Good morning, friends. You've tuned into Faith Communications of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. We're delighted that you joined us today. Our hope is that today's message will help you to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. As we listen to today's message, keep in mind that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Now let's go right into today's broadcast. Tonight, um, you know what? We're gonna maybe mix things up tonight. Um, I've got something that is on my heart that I want to share. But as I was walking around back there, the Lord had put specific people that are part of our church on my heart, and I want to lift them up in prayer before we go any further tonight. Can we do that? This is a prayer night, so we can do that, can't we? We can do that anytime, actually. But there are specific people that God really put on my heart as I was praying back there before the service started. So just, just bow your heads with me. Let's just pray for these people specifically right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we lift up Tika Nixon to you. Father, you know everything that's going on in her life. Everything that's going on in her life. And we are submitting and committing all of that to you. And we are speaking the name of Jesus now over her life. Over every situation, over every fear, over every spirit that is not of you. We take authority over it in the name of Jesus and we cast it down. It has no right, it has no place in her life. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. Father, we lift up Morley Ross and his family right now. Wherever he's at, Father, may you just be with him right now, Father, as you are. May he feel your presence tonight on a Wednesday night. Whatever's going on in his life, you are the provider. Nothing, nothing, nothing that is formed against him shall prosper. Thank you, Father, that he is above and not beneath, that he is more than a conqueror. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for that. We lift up Joe and Nancy Rufa to you right now. Right now, whatever's going on in their extended family, right now we're lifting it up to you. Whatever it is, we don't know what it is, but we're lifting it up to you tonight. We're bringing it to you tonight. We thank you for the precious name of Jesus. And we speak the name of Jesus. We speak the blood of Jesus over that situation right now, tonight. And Father, we lift up Caleb and Carly Johnson. We lift up this newlywed couple to you now. 
Father, as they are adjusting to a new life and to a new way, give them favor, give them provision, give them increase, give them joy, give them peace, give them a unity of their hearts and their minds and their souls that they've never experienced before. We thank you that we call that marriage strong in Jesus' name. Strong in Jesus' name. We thank you for it. And Father, we lift up back pain. I don't know specifically who has it tonight. Maybe it's someone here. But back pain shall be gone in the name of Jesus. By your stripes we are healed. Whatever nerve is being pinched, it's now loosed in the name of Jesus. No more pain running down the leg. No more. No more. No more. And we're expecting and believing that testimony to come. And we thank you for it. We thank you for it. We thank you for it. In your precious, precious name we pray. Thank you, Father. Anyone else, Lord? Anyone else, Father? Praise you, Father. Anyone else tonight? Thank you, Father. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, we just lift up marriages now. The marriages of this church now, in the name of Jesus, are being lifted to you. They are being lifted to you now in the name of Jesus. Relationships are being restored now in the name of Jesus. Father, peace are coming onto their hearts now in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray for unity amongst marriages. Between a husband and wife, unity now. We speak it now. On this Wednesday night, there will be unity in every and all marriages within our church. And we thank you for it. We stand on your word for it. We thank you. We stand on your word. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. In your precious name we pray. Amen. 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 Okay, well, that was not planned or expected. All right. How's everybody doing tonight? Good? Well, I can tell you that the enemy is under our feet. And sometimes that doesn't stop him because he thinks he can cause and stir up some trouble. And he has to be reminded of where he's at, which is under our feet. The past couple days, staff members have been under physical attack. And I stood, I stood at the family room stairs, I think it was this morning, and I said, wait a second. Didn't somebody just like preach about the authority of the believer on Sunday? And I think I said these words. I said, uh-uh. Not here. Not at this church. Not on my watch. No way, Jose. And we prayed for specific things of staff members of our church. And I was feeling pretty good. I was feeling pretty good. And I went to the church and I had a couple meetings and I started to get a headache. And my head just started to hurt a little bit and I'm just speaking, I'm taking authority in the name of Jesus, I'm speaking against it. And it's coming on stronger and stronger and stronger. And in the past, I would get migraine headaches. Well, the enemy tried to put a migraine headache on me this afternoon. And it was just about two hours ago, I physically... That's my wife can attest. I was physically laying on the bathroom floor, 
writhing in pain in my head that a migraine headache was coming on big time. And all I could say was Jesus. <laughs> I was just rolling around going, Jesus, Jesus. No, there was no scriptures coming to my head at the moment. Nothing was, I couldn't get any scriptures out. Uh, Liz was taking some of our girls to ballet. She's driving back. I call her like on the phone, but I can't even look at the phone because the light, even as dim as it was, was too much for my, like I couldn't take it. And I just, and Liz was praying for me. And she came home and she laid hands on me. And I put healing scriptures on. And I'll tell you what, within five minutes, I was standing up. Within 10 minutes, I was eating some crackers and drinking some tea. And within 20 minutes, I started listening to the scriptures again from the Larry Hutton healing CD. And I started writing them down like crazy on a piece of pen, with a pencil and a piece of paper. And I wanted to share some of those scriptures with you. Because two hours ago, I was on the floor. I was on the floor. I have no pain right now. Zero. Gone. It's completely gone. Healed men, and then, then Liz started telling me, healed men go to church. And, you know, I was, I was close to being like, maybe I should text pastor. I, st- I even started thinking that. I was like, nope, uh-uh, nothing's going to stop us tonight. Amen? Nothing's going to stop us tonight. Well, some of the scriptures, you don't have to write these down, and I'm not going to quote every single one of them. But the Bible says that the enemy will come at me one way and will flee seven ways. So the enemy was coming after me one way, and you know what? Boom. Dispersed seven ways. Because we are above and not beneath. We are the head and not the tail. The the Bible says that I am the Lord, your healer. I am the Lord, your healer, the life giver. In Exodus 23, it says, I will take sickness away from you. I will free you from all disease. In Deuteronomy, it says that he will keep his contract. Guess what? His contract says that we're healed. His contract says that we are blessed and we are highly favored. In Deuteronomy 28, it says his blessings will overtake us. His blessings will overtake us. 2 Kings 5 says, surely I will heal you. Surely I will heal you. Psalm 23 talks about he's our shield. We shall not want. Psalm 30, I cried out to you and you healed me. I was crying out to him and he healed me as I'm standing here today. Psalm 91, we are stable, we are fixed. We are stable, we are fixed. And the power of our foe, the enemy cannot stand against us. We will trust in him and he will deliver us from the enemy. Forgiveness and healing over all of our deeds, all of our diseases are ours in the name of Jesus. Our youth is renewed like the eagles. You know what I saw this morning driving very early in the, in the morning? Two bald eagles flying right over where I was driving. It was like six o'clock in the morning. There wasn't anybody else out. I was like, oh, that's for me. Little did I know that I'd be quoting that scripture tonight after I ended up reading it. Just a little bit, just a little bit ago. Proverbs 3. He has given us long life, peace. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. He brings health to our bones. Proverbs 4.20. His word is life and health to our flesh. God is so good. He is so good. He is the healing, healing God. And I am excited tonight. I'm excited that those prayer requests that we have, those 
people that God had laid on our hearts, laid on my heart, and I'm sure there's people he laid on your hearts, and he will for the rest of the night. Tonight as we pray, miracles are happening, and we are excited. Well, welcome to Wednesday night prayer. We're excited that you came tonight. Uh, if you do have an offering envelope, or you want to fill any, uh, your offering out, you can just put it, uh, there's a box to the left uh, when you go out the door. Let's just pray over that real quick. Heavenly Father, we just thank you tonight that you are the God that is more than enough, that you take care of all of our needs. We thank you, Lord, as we seek you first in your righteousness. All these things shall be added unto us. And we thank you for that in the name of Jesus. We thank you. Amen and amen and amen. So I just want to give you a couple testimonies. Um, I just, I really feel like when we had that prayer line up here on Sunday, for those that were here on Sunday, we just prayed over people that were battling fear and depression. And I know in my heart, and we have some praise reports already, and I know in my heart that God is moving big time, big time over every single person that came up. And you know they're fighting a battle, and there's things that are coming at them and thoughts that are coming at them, but tonight I want us to pray tonight that we take captive every thought on their behalf as well for them and just help them each and every day to take captive those thoughts and reject fear and depression. That's going to be our prayer tonight. So turn with me to Acts 13. I want to talk a little bit just for a few minutes out of Acts 13. This is what I was trying to talk or teach on a couple weeks ago when the Lord changed it up on us. And I want to start in verse 1. Tonight I just want to talk about the importance of worship and the importance of fasting, just for a few minutes. The importance of worship and the importance of fasting. It says in Acts 13, Now, in the church that was at Antioch, there were certain prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, who was called Niger, uh, Lucius, I think, of Cyrene, many of those been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch and Saul, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said. Now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work for which I have called them. Then having fasted and prayed, And laid hands on them, they sent them away. Verse 4. So being sent out by the Holy Spirit, they went down to Seleucia, and from there they sailed to Cyprus. And when they arrived, they preached the word of God in the synagogues of the Jews. They also had John as their assistant. You see, the early church understood how to worship. The early church understood how to worship. And they didn't have all the fancy equipment that we have. They didn't have the wonderful microphones. And this is a blessing. And I'm so happy that we have it. But they didn't have it. But they knew how to worship. It says in that verse 2, it says, They ministered to the Lord and fasted. And then the Holy Spirit said. They weren't crying out, calling out, Help me, help me, change this, do this, whatever. And there are prayers in the Bible where that happens. David does it a lot. But in this case, the early church is saying they, they ministered to the Lord. They worshiped yes. the Lord and they fasted. Yes. And then the Holy Spirit said they weren't asking for something. They weren't looking for God to meet, meet a need, but the Lord directed them. Yes. You see, we have young children, as you all know, and some of their prayers, sometimes we laugh at some of their prayers. 
You know, like Ruby will pray about wanting a unicorn. And you're just like, okay, baby, I love you and all, but, you know, unicorns aren't real. You know, you don't want to burst her bubble. And they have these prayers, and, you, and we think it's cute. But too often, we, we need to align our prayers with the Word of God. Of course, we realize that praying for a unicorn is not aligned with the word, and we laugh at that. But as we grow up, as we mature in the faith, we need to understand, we need to pray the word of God. And when we worship, we need to worship the word of God, the importance of the words that we use when we worship. Liz and I say this all the time. The majority of the time that we're experiencing challenges in our life and we're like uncertain or we're not sure, when we come here and we worship corporately, we have like, absolutely, absolutely. Like, why, why do we have eight kids? Okay, honestly, this, this happens. Like, you think like, oh, these guys must be amazing. They have eight kids. No, 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 no. We have like eight kids. Like, woo yikes. Like, what's wrong with these people? And sometimes we even think to ourselves, like, what are we doing? Eight kids, but we know that the Lord told us to do it. And when we come into worship, we just have such a peace, like, absolutely. Amen. This is God's calling for us. It was always we're not done yet. Yeah, it was always. We always knew we're not done yet. During worship, sitting right over here, right over there, or right back there, it always, God would always tell us, you're not done yet. You're not done yet. You know, but at home, we'd be like, what the heck? We have to be done. We must be done. But when we came into worship, we weren't asking him, should we be done? He would minister to us during worship. And then after number eight, he made it clear, like, okay. <laughs> for now, for now, we're done. We don't want to listen anymore. But my point is when we worship and we just start speaking God's word and honoring him and lifting him up, it's then, then he ministers to us. It's not only then, but it's then that he will minister to us and he speaks to us. We looked at the Lord's Prayer a couple weeks ago and it starts there. The Lord's Prayer starts there. Our Father who art in heaven. How would be thy name? Worshiping him. Yes. Worshiping him. Worship, we need to do worship both corporately and privately. I encourage you, if you're not worshiping privately in your life, in the morning, in the car, in the shower, wherever, I encourage you to start worshiping. Yes. Be a person of worship. That's right. Be a person that just cries out to the Lord. Get a couple songs that really resonate with you and just worship. <clears throat> Spend time worshiping. And I'm also going to encourage you, uh, if the Lord is, is telling you to, start fasting. Like we do, a, we do a church-wide fast in January, and too often, even in my own life, I'm just like, well, you know, well, I'll fast in January. Well, I'll fast in January. Well, nowhere in the Bible does it say, like, only fast in January. I don't know what month it was on the scripture that we just read, but as they ministered to the Lord and they fasted, it didn't say in January only as you start the year. It just said that they fasted. And the Lord's really been speaking to me on fasting and doing it almost as a way of life, as just saying, you know what, Lord, I am submitting this to you. I'm going to go without this for a period of time because I'm seeking you in my life. I read, a, I read a little thing about what fasting is. I want to read it to you. It says, fasting is the physical exclamation point at the end of our sentences. I need you, exclamation point. I want you, exclamation point. I long for you, exclamation point. You are my treasure, exclamation point. I want more of you, exclamation point. Oh, for the day when you return, exclamation point. Come, Lord Jesus. The heart is of us longing. We are putting our stomach 
if we're fasting food, where our heart is to give added intensity and expressiveness to our ache for Jesus. More of him, more of him, more of him. We want to see people healed. We want to see people saved. We want to see marriages redeemed. We ache and we long for this to happen. Therefore, we ask Jesus to come by putting his exclamation point at the end of all of our desires. And that's what fasting does. And I would just encourage you to continue to do that if you do it, but continue just having a heart for fasting. Turn with me over to Matthew 6, 33. I want to end with this scripture and talk about it just for a minute. It's a scripture that really has been resonating with me recently a lot, and I just, I just want to read it again. I just want to talk to you about it just for a minute. It says, but seek first the kingdom of God. But seek first. I was like, what does it mean to seek? You're actually looking for it, right? When you're seeking something, you're looking for it. You're, you're making a concerted effort to find it. You're not just sitting there going, okay, yeah, seek first the kingdom of God. No, when we're seeking for something, we're looking for it. We're moving stuff out of the way. As we're, as we're worshiping, we're moving stuff out of the way. As we're fasting, we're moving stuff out of the way as we're seeking first him. You can't, it doesn't say seek second or seek third. It says seek first. So it's the very first thing we have to go do. We must seek first. What are we seeking? The kingdom of God. The kingdom of God. The spiritual truths of the kingdom of God. When we seek first and we look and we check and we read his word and we worship and we fast as we're seeking all of those truths, all of those spiritual truths of the kingdom of God, what happens? All and his righteousness, all these things are then added to us. And all these things is in the physical realm. And what I, what I love about the scriptures, as we seek first his kingdom, which is not a physical realm, as we're seeking first his kingdom in the spiritual realm, what happens? The things in the physical realm begin to align with his word. They begin to align in our life. And that's why we, that's why we yell the name of Jesus when things happen. While I was laying on the bathroom floor, all I could say was Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I'm seeking him and his kingdom first. And then all these things shall be added to you. And when we do that, therefore, we do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow, as we know, we'll worry about its own things. Sufficient is a day of its own trouble. I had some trouble a couple hours ago. But when Liz prayed for me, laid hands on me, and anointed me with oil and said, hey, the body needs to get in line with what the Word of God says. Amen. I was like, baby, you're right. Amen. I'm going to stand up. <laughs> and even though I had no feeling in my arms, I could barely feel my legs. I thought I was going to throw up from so much pain. Time to get up. Thank you, Time to stand up. And healed men go to church. <laughs> Amen? Amen. Well, I'm just, I'm excited about tonight. I'm excited about our time of prayer tonight because I really feel like as we're going to be praying tonight, I really feel like the Lord is just going to put people on your heart. It's what was happening to me back there, and I just feel in my heart that it's going to be happening 
uh, all, all throughout the rest of the night. And what I want to do tonight is I want to play a worship song for you because we talked about worshiping. And uh, it's Living Hope, uh, which Rich is the first, I believe it's the first song on the playlist, on the prayer night playlist. And I want us to just stand together, we'll dim the lights, I want us to worship to this song. And I just want you to cry out, ask the Lord, who, who is on his heart tonight? And have him place that person on your heart tonight. And intercede for them tonight. Pray for them tonight, whatever it is. And I'm going to come back at like 7.15 or like 7.20-ish. And I just want to pray over these prayer requests that we have not yet prayed for. And I just want to pray corporately again for all the stuff that has been putting on my heart and that what has God has placed on your heart tonight. Can we do that tonight? Can we do that? All right, so we're going to do this song called Living Hope. And then we're going to come back uh, in like 20 minutes or 25 minutes and we'll, we'll pray again corporately. Okay? Amen. Worship you, Jesus. Worship you, Jesus. As we sang that song, I just walked along the back of these walls, and this place is cloaked in his faithfulness. His faithfulness rests on the walls. I don't even know what that looks like. He said, look up. Look up at the walls. It's my faithfulness. This is my faithfulness. And I looked up, and I saw my pastor standing here. And the Lord said, that is my faithfulness. He lives because I am faithful. Great is his faithfulness. And I love to sing of this faithfulness. And this is me. I do not put this on you. Whenever I sing that song, I do not sing the word yet. Yet implies he might. That it's possible that he might fail. And it is impossible. It is impossible. He cannot fail. He cannot fail. I love that song. I sing that song. I skip that word. You will not hear me sing that word. You've never failed me yet. You will never fail me. You have never failed me. You are faithful. You are faithful. You are faithful. There's his faithfulness. His faithfulness rests on everything that we see in this place, every person. His faithfulness cloaks, is just cloaking everything that we see. His promise stands. He is faithful. And as we prayed on Sunday, and these, these faces, there were certain people who God has just laid on my heart throughout this whole week. And you need to know that fear doesn't just go away. Fear has had its eye on you, on each person. Each person is a target. And there's generational strongholds where they've set up camp and been left alone for generations. And now you're taking up the fight. You're taking up the fight. He cannot fail. You're, he is faithful and that is what you stand on. That is what you rest on because it's, it's exhausting. You will, you will grow weary, but you will not fall. Do not allow condemnation or accusation to condemn you for growing weary. You just say, Jesus, Jesus. And when you stand 
against fear and when you stand against depression and when you're taking every thought captive, there have been days, there have been days when I have been ready to go back to bed 30 minutes after I woke up exhausted from the fight, but I did not give up. I did not give up. And today, fear has no hold on me. I can see it a mile away. I can, I can see it a mile away. I can hear its voice. I know what it sounds like. And I say, oh, you, no, go, in Jesus' name. And I move about my day. It's, it's, it has grown where I am not weary and I am not tired. I stand in the full authority. This has taken a long time. But I have had victory after victory after victory after victory. His faithfulness, his faithfulness, his faithfulness, his faithfulness. The word, the word is my weapon. The word, the word, the word, the word. Be encouraged. The battle belongs to the Lord. And when you grow weary, he is strong and he cannot fail. I think the key, as Pastor Jason was sharing tonight and, and as Liz shared, that's why worship is so powerful. Because, you know, we can, we can focus on whatever it is, whatever the issue is, fear or whatever. But when we, when we worship, it's like it just kind of it melts away, like, you know, like the dew does when the sun comes up. And that's why worship is so, so important because it puts our focus centrally where it needs to be. And as you worship the Lord, it's like you get renewed. And the battle, the battle is being fought. You know, he's fighting that battle for us. And at the same time, we're being renewed. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. So we, we shouldn't come away from, you know, prayer time just totally ex- exhausted. We have to come away renewed and refreshed. And at the same time, we got great battles won. We accomplished some great things. Hallelujah. Because it's not by might, it's not by power, but God says it's by my spirit. And, you know, it's so important for this that we learn this lesson uh, and that we apply it and we practice it. That's I'm loving the, our Wednesday time like this because we're just settling in and getting comfortable in his presence and at the same time accomplishing great things. Praise God. sheet of paper right there. One of the scriptures I had for tonight, I want this to encourage us as we lift up the rest of these prayer requests up to you. It was in 2 Chronicles 20, and I didn't even get to this, but we basically, Pastor got up and Liz got up and basically preached this. It says in verse 21, it says, 
And then, or, and then when he had consulted with the people, he appointed those who should sing to the Lord and who should praise the beauty of his holiness as they went out before the army and they were saying, praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. They were saying, they were singing. They sent the praisers out in front of the army. The praisers went before the ones with the swords and the shields. The praisers went forth. Now when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushes against the people that were against them. The Lord did the work when the people worshipped. The Lord did the work when the people worshipped. So let's just continue to worship. Come on, church. Let's worship tonight. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Yes, we praise your holy name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord. We worship you tonight. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you tonight. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, Lord. We lift up every prayer request that's on this list. Every prayer request of every person in our church, Lord. We lift it up to you now. We thank you that your healing power is at work now. Your Bible, the Bible says, Lord, by your stripes we are healed. You already took the pain. You took the punishment. And by your stripes we are healed. In the very next chapter in Isaiah, it says that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. And the reason why no weapon formed against us will prosper is because you've already paid the price. You've already done the work. And when we're walking with you, as we're battling each and every day, you bring that peace. You bring that joy. And even though it may be difficult, you have won the victory. And we just thank you for the victory over each and every prayer request here. Father, and we lift up every name that you place on our heart as we were praying tonight. Every request that was lifted up to you. We thank you, Father, that is done in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that we interceded tonight for those on their behalf. And that those prayers that we lifted up are done in the name of Jesus. And we thank you for that. Just begin to thank him now. Thank him now. See that answered prayer right now. Thank you for the answers. Thank you for them now tonight. We thank you for it tonight. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, you are so good. You are so good. You are so faithful. So faithful, Lord. Yes. You're so good to us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And Father, we speak this over every prayer request that was lifted up in Joshua 6. It says, So the people shouted. The people shouted when the priests blew the trumpets, and it happened. When the people heard the sound of the trumpet, and the people shouted with a great shout, that the wall fell down flat. A miracle. The wall fell down flat. It was you doing the work. And we worship you for that tonight. We thank you walls that are coming down now in people's lives. Chains being broken now in the name of Jesus. 
We thank you, Father, for it now in Jesus' name. Now in Jesus' name. We thank you for it. We thank you for it. We rejoice. We rejoice. We rejoice. We rejoice. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And Father, we lift up my dad right now. I got a call before him that he went back in the hospital. And we just lift him up to you now. We lift him up to you now. Spirit, soul, and body. All that pertains to him. All of life and godliness. Everything that pertains to him, you are working on now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. And Father, as we go from this place tonight, Father, may worship be on our lips. May worship be on our lips everywhere that we go. And your word encourages us to pray continuously. May we just pray worship to you everywhere that we go. Everything that we do, we worship you. And we praise you for it. We thank you for all these things. We thank you, Lord, that you will do exceeding abundant more than we could ask or imagine. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen and amen. Thank you for coming tonight. There will be no Wednesday night, next Wednesday night, because believe it or not, it's the day before Thanksgiving, next Wednesday. And I do encourage you to come out this Sunday, because even though if you were at church, I said someone called Pastor Sam was preaching. Well, he cannot come. So Pastor Pam is preaching this Sunday night. So I just had one letter off, but we're fixing that. And Pastor Pam is going to be preaching on Sunday. So I encourage you to come out. Amen. Thank you, guys. Thank you for being a part of today's Faith Communications broadcast of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. If you do not currently have a church home, you are invited to join us on Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock. Erie Christian Fellowship is located at 5900 Saratania Road, directly across from the Walnut Creek Middle School. You'll find us on the web at www.ecfchurch.org where you may sign up to receive our monthly Faith Communications newsletter. Again, thanks for joining us today, and always remember 2 Corinthians 5-7 that declares, For we walk by faith, not by sight.